This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day. Recording in progress. in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Thursday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from the Horse Radio Network. And I am Katie Kermitzos from the Women's Meditation Network. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 31st, episode 2902. Good morning, podcast world. Welcome to Meditation for Women, a part of the Women's Meditation Network with your guide, Katie Kremitzos. Well, good morning, everybody. No, you're not in the wrong place. Uh, we have a very special episode for you today. We're going to meet some other podcasters today and introduce you to some non-horse podcasts. Yes, there are some of those out there. And we did this once about five years ago, and Katie joined me then, only she was she was doing a different show then, uh, and she's doing a much different thing now. We're going to get to her in just a second, but today we're going to cover meditation, martial arts, walking, audio branding, diabetes, and acapella music, of all things, So, because there are podcasts for everything. Hi, Katie. Thanks for joining me again. Hey, Glenn. I cannot believe it has been five years. A whole nother life has happened since then. <laughs> so, so Katie does the medita- uh, the Women's Meditation Network and does a podcast called Meditation for Women. Now, when, when I started with Katie years and years and years ago and hanging out with Katie, she was doing a, a business show for women. And she yeah. was her usual bubbly, perky, very fun self. And then I listened to an episode of Meditation for Women. I said, who the hell is that? I had no idea who that host was. <laughs> the, vo- the voice is a little different. Talk about changing calm. gears, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it's been a little bit of a little bit of a transition. Yeah, a little bit of a. Change, How did you but, do yeah. those first couple of episodes with that voice when you really just wanted to burst? It was very different. And now <laughs> looking back, I those first episodes, I. Uh, I spoke very quick, like I was guiding very quickly, very like rushing through it with that personality versus, you know, I've learned over all of these people were laying in bed and wide awake (laughs) after 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the things we learned. But yes, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride. What made you want to make the switch from from a, a really high energy business show to a meditation network, which, by the way, for everybody out there that's thinking, oh, you know, it's a women's meditation network, how, <laughs> how good can that be? Uh, I just saw an article on you. It was in a Tampa paper, right? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 40 CMP million catalyst. downloads? Holy crap, girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three and a half years, uh, now six podcasts and 40 million. Actually, now we're at 44 million downloads. Holy so, smokes. There's a lot of women yeah. that need to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just each of these meditations, um, you know, half of those podcasts are guided meditations, whether they're for sleep, whether they're for morning, whether they're just more general. Uh, and then half of those podcasts are all sounds related, water and nature sounds, sleep sounds, uh, ambient sounds and ASMR. And they're ju- they're just like each of these, you know, kind of resources to help women calm down and just be present, which we need a lot of right now. What are you seeing is the thing that you can tell by downloads. So by downloads, which ones are the most popular? Which ones are the things that they really resonate with? Sleep 
it uh, is huge, huge. So two of my podcasts right now are sleep related. I have sleep meditation for women and sleep sounds and uh, sleep meditation for women gets about like uh, about 1.6 million downloads a month. <laughs> um Sleep Sounds gets uh, about 700,000 downloads a month, and both of them are constantly growing. Um, so yeah, I, you know, sleep by far. But a close second is actually the morning show. It's a daily, you know, five to 10 minute guided meditation. There are weekly themes. Um, and there are two different personalities who live, listen to those shows. Obviously, the one with sleep, they need well, yeah, help you, sleep. You don't want to be going to sleep in the morning. You're trying to get yeah. the day going. So. <laughs> you know, but the, the woman who's listening in the morning, she's more like regimented. She's got like that's part of her routine. It's a really big deal. She wants that every day. So, um, so yeah, both of those are just massive. What have you learned making the switch? I've learned to stay rooted into my who I am and what's right for me and to from there bravely make choices and make decisions to create what is best for me. Because if you would have told me five years ago, the last time we were on, hey, Katie, you have this really high energy business show for women. And an entire and, network of women business owners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there was a lot of, it was a very active show, very, um, very engaged community. And you're going to change all of that to like a meditation podcast. I think network. we had that conversation over a meal and I went, you're nuts. Yeah, you did. Showed <laughs> <laughs> you what um, I and, know. <laughs> and, but this but this is the point. If I and Glenn, I have an enormous amount of respect for you for obvious reasons as a podcaster, as a as a as a fellow, you know, person in this business as a uh, as somebody who understands po uh, podcasting from a business standpoint as well. And humbly speaking, if I would have listened to you, I would have stopped. And so it's not a, it, even people that you know, you respect and you love and, and are good in your industry or might tell you to, to, you know, not do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, you have to be true to yourself. And that has been my biggest lesson. And even over the three and a half years of the journey, just with the Women's Meditation Network, you know, launching show after show and, um, you know, what do I need to do next? And how does that line up with my my life as a mom and how much time I want to spend with my kids versus how much time I want to be working on this network. Like it is a constant gut check to say, well, this is how I'm going to grow. This is how I'm going to do the next thing because I know this to be true. These are my values right now. And this is important to me. So that has been my biggest lesson. And you're right. I mean, there have been times, obviously we all get advice from different people and, and there, as a business owner, there are times you just have to listen to your gut, whether it's right or yeah. wrong. I mean, sometimes you're going to yeah. be wrong, yeah. uh, but a lot of times you're going to be right and you just have to, that's how you make the decision, right? I mean, you're going to have people telling you multiple different things, uh, you know, and they're all going to disagree. And yeah. it, you know, at that point, as the business owner, you just have to decide. And I have had to do that and I've been right and I've been wrong through the years, yeah. you know? It's, and I really believe even in those times when you're quote unquote wrong, if you always follow your gut and, you know, the the aftermath of that is that you sort of fall on your face and it doesn't work like you were meant to do that. And you learned something. You, yeah, you <laughs> needed to go through that in order to kind of yep. get on to the next phase. That is true. And that's been true of my entire life and yours, too. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. career we had, every every job, quote unquote, we've had have led us to here. Exactly. Exactly. Which is interesting. And I would imagine you could probably say the same thing, too. You know, I sit here and look at 
where I am now, this snapshot of my podcast network, these six shows and what I'm doing in the writing. I, you know, I'm a writer. And so I'm writing these guided meditations, these beautiful little love poems to women and just, you know, packaging them as a meditation really. And so like, I'm, I'm here in this moment and, and I recognize like, wow, like everything that I have done and all of these different iterations of not only my podcasts journey in the past, but my business journey, my, my journey as a, as a human being, like it's all lending itself to, to me doing this right now. It's really amazing. Just be honest. Your husband, Chris, was sick of getting love poems. And he said, you got to do this for somebody else. <laughs> One of these a day is ridiculous. No, funny. So when, uh, when COVID hit, like, right. You remember PodFest yeah. um, of 2020, We closed right? down uh, Orlando. Oh, that was it. We were done. <laughs> the, I I can pinpoint the, the like, kind of stratospheric growth of the, the whole, the po- one podcast at that time, but then the network after that, it, in that moment, because my yeah, husband... Talk about timing. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? My husband, it was, it's February, 2020. My, you know, Chris is preparing for PodFest. Um, this live event as all of these things of COVID are sort of starting to come down. He's freaking out and he's like, can you please write me a meditation for the, I'm crazy anxious right now and stressed out. <laughs> so I wrote him like a coronavirus anxiety meditation, put it out on the podcast too. It helped him. And it like that, that show itself, like that episode just went crazy. Like people were listening to it like crazy because everyone was anxious about COVID this thing. We didn't really know anything about back then. And um and I was just like, okay, how can I put more out there? So yeah, it was a, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Well, I'm congratulations, girl. I'm very proud. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I appreciate I, that. Pr- I know how much work it is that you put in to do this, especially the daily show. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, just to hang with it and keep doing it is hard some days. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and you know, you're doing it for the benefit of others. And the cool thing about what you do is you get to see the results immediately. You know, you yeah. get, you get to know people because they, they let you know. So yeah, they do. Yeah. That's very cool. They do. Well, let's find out about some others. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to give each of these podcasters like five, seven minutes to talk about their shows. We're going to go pretty rapidly through them. We have a whole variety of shows. I tried to tried to pick ones that were very different. These are all podfesters. They go to the podfest conference. So that's how I found them. And the first one coming up, I'm actually going to play a little bit of their bumper too. So we'll introduce them with their bumper music from their podcast, and then we'll bring them on and uh, we'll chat with them about their shows. And coming up is somebody we both know. Uh, her name is Jody Krangle, and she does a podcast called Audio Branding, The Hidden Gem of Marketing. Welcome to Audio Branding, The Hidden Gem of Marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. And I think Katie will agree with me that she has like the best voice in podcasting. Oh my gosh, it's like butter. You, I, I need to hire you as a voiceover for meditation. It's like she's been trained in this or something, you know? You <laughs> Just a little, yeah. Jody, how long have you been doing audio work? Uh, 15 years full time as a voice actor, but um, I kind of dipped my toes in previous to that. But What's yeah, it mean a while. voice actor? What do you mean by that? Uh, well, yeah, it's hard to explain these days, I guess, but anything that you hear that doesn't have a picture associated with it, um, or, or that does, but you're not seeing that person on the screen. So it could be voiceovers or just any number of things. 
Yeah, it, yeah, it's a whole bunch of different things. Could be kiosks. It could be the announcements you hear on an airplane. It could be, um, you know, a commercial. Of course, it could be a corporate narration on a website. Like, an what's the weirdest video. thing you've done? Oh my goodness, the weirdest thing. Um, oh, I it's, it's it's just going so far back. Um, oh, you know, um, like I, I mean, I was the announcer for a Depends commercial. Like I've, you know, <laughs> you've done all sorts. Like all yeah, but sorts that of stuff, cashed. right? <laughs> yeah, it, it totally did. It totally did. Yeah, like yeah, just like everything. <laughs> under the sun that you could imagine <laughs> do you have like are there things that you would not do or, or won't do now or like do you have you're like no i'm not going to do these types of voices uh you know typically i'm not an animation video game person so i don't tend to do that i don't do audiobooks oh my god i so really? admire the people who do that that's gotta that's be a, just grinding that's hardcore yeah right oh. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. That is really hard. So I yeah, not my thing. <laughs> I don't really do long form narration at this point. Anything over five minutes of finished audio and generally I'm not doing it. <laughs> ADD like kicks it. in and she's out. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's less that and more. I want to be able to take care of my clients really quickly. And I don't mm. like having things weighing on my shoulders over long periods of time. So I, and I like being able to move from one job to the next because there's so much variety in my day. I love that. <laughs> so, well, yeah, just having smaller portions of projects like that just allows me to get them done really quickly. And then I'm not really putting out fires because there aren't any fires, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your podcast, Audio Branding, the Hidden Gem of Marketing. And you've also become quite a guru on on Clubhouse. But uh, tell us about your podcast. Well, the podcast is all about how sound influences our buying decisions, but also our daily lives. So I talk a lot about this in regards to music and science and uh, healthcare and uh, how we can heal ourselves and public speaking and voiceovers and podcasting and advertising and audio branding, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so. All of this, there's like a whole bunch of this, but the power of sound is really huge. What do you see as I, what do you see as mistakes that companies make? What is what is the mistake they make when it comes to audio branding? And you know, I always say that a corporate podcast, whoever's doing hosting their podcast, becomes the voice of the network, and so it's critical to pick the right person. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But beyond that, if you're going a little deeper or or taking a step back from that, you want to make sure that the audio that you use with your company matches your company DNA. So you have a look and you have a logo and you use colors and fonts and whatever for your company. A lot of large companies have intranets that are devoted to this <laughs> so that if anyone needs to make something in the company, they know exactly where to get all the branding assets but they don't do this with sound. And nowadays it is so important to have the same sound across all of your touch points so that people recognize who you are really quickly. But almost as, as important as that is the fact that you need to have that audio crafted so that it matches your identity. <laughs> because like I, I've put it this way before, but if you're calling a high-end jewelry store and you're put on hold and you're listening to 80s hairband music, it's really not. It doesn't match the company. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't match the feeling that you want to get when you look at the company. You're when you're hearing the company, it needs to be similar. It needs to 
also evoke what that company is about. I would imagine that's a little more elusive to work into branding because it's not this, it's not a tactile, you know, hex code of a color, right? Like it's, <laughs> sure. it's this thing you sort of have to be able to explain with words, but it's not, it's, it's, it's so much more than that. Yeah, it really is emotion. What, what sound does is it gives you emotional context of what you're visually looking at. So if you don't have that context, it's hard to care. I I liken this to movies. When you're watching a movie and you maybe are watching a horror movie, but you're not really a horror fan and you sort of don't really want to be scared. So you turn off the sound. (laughs) Interesting. Isn't that what's true? Yeah. 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 So it just it disconnects you. If you're not hearing a sound associated with the brand, then you you're not as engaged. And these days, really multi-sensory experiences are where things are going. It's not only visual anymore. You know, one of the hardest things, and I think Katie will probably back me up on this, one of the hardest things we do when we're starting a new podcast is pick out the music, you know, for the beginning. And even though they're only hearing 10 seconds of it, that music, you know, when you hear the Horses in the Morning music now after almost 3,000 episodes, people know when they the first chord, what they're listening to, and that becomes your thing. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard to pick that out. I can spend hours picking out the music for for one show. It's just... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're not just thinking about what you like. You're thinking about what your audience is going to like and respond to. And how it matches the brand. Exactly. The podcast being the brand, but, you know, how it matches that and sets the tone for what you're going to do. And with Katie, Mm -hmm. with yours doing meditation, that's even more important. You play music all throughout. That's got to be tough. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. So the little, you know, 10, 15 second intro of each of my shows sounds exactly the same. Like it has, I have the same voiceover girl. I have the same little like intro music that's coming in. Obviously, the only things that are changing is, you know, the title of the show that she's saying. But when it comes to each one of the meditations, so I have a phenomenal, artistic, beautiful producer who, you know, I record these poems, right? I record the the words and then I say, okay, here. And I give him what he asked for immediately was like, give me access to your scripts so I can, I can read it and understand the emotion and the, and the intention behind these words. And then I will go find and create the music and the sound effects behind it. And I was like, Oh, you're the right one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it and it is. And so and many times as we're going back and forth, you know, as he's giving me the finals, it's it's that it's like, OK, this that music is the perfect sound to to accentuate this emotion and this message that I wanted to say here. It's so important. It really is. It it gives the whole context of what you're talking about when you hear the music, when you hear the sound effects. A, a lot of it is theater of the mind in many different types of audio and visual productions. Now, before we run out of time, uh, give everybody where they can find the podcast. What's the website? Sure. It's audiobrandingpodcast.com. <laughs> pretty simple. It's pretty simple. And <laughs> you also do clubhouse rooms all the time. I do. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I'm there talking about the power of sound. That's the name of my club, the power of sound. And then on Thursdays, I'm also talking with some colleagues of mine who are voice actors and also have podcasts of their own. And we have a room under the club, the power of sound called VIP, which is voices in podcasting. So we talk about voiceovers and podcasting and where they meet in the middle. Uh, her and Jemmy really have become the uh, queens of Clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> My goodness. Jemmy is great. 
right. She was on our <laughs> podcast discussion yesterday in the room. <laughs> One of these days, Jody, I'll actually get over there and join you for a couple minutes. I hope you will. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll see you uh, hopefully you, in May. Thanks yes. so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Bye, Jody. Bye-bye. Uh, we need to get her off of here. She sounds too good. So I know. Uh, hey, that's the best way to start this. <laughs> start the whole process of everyone out. Like, come out with the buttery voice. I know. <laughs> she just sounds too good. She makes us sound bad. We need to get her out of here. <laughs> We're going to change gears totally now. Tell us about our next guest. Okay. Next up, we have the amazing Stacy Sims, and her podcast is called Diabetes Connections. <laughs> This is Diabetes Connections with Stacey Sims. And Stacey's joining us hopefully right now. Hi, Stacey. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good. Oh, my gosh. Another buttery voice. Yeah. Holy cow. You guys all must be podcasters. <laughs> Hi, Stacey. <laughs> hey, Katie. It's great to be with you. Good to be with you, too. I'm so excited. I have to know first, what is your why behind this show? Why did you start this show? Because we're, we're here highlighting so like such a wide variety of types of shows. So what in the world got you started to creating the Diabetes Connections podcast? Oh my gosh. And thank you so much for doing this. How fun is this? So I started Diabetes Connections back in 2015 because like many podcasters, I didn't hear the show I wanted and needed. There are actually a lot of diabetes podcasts out there, but most of them are adults kind of telling their own story, you know, and there are a lot of adults who live with type 1 diabetes, which used to be called juvenile diabetes. But my background is in broadcasting. I was a radio host, TV news anchor and reporter for my career, and I wanted a new show. And there was nothing like that. There's really no place to get diabetes news and information. So I started Diabetes Connections. My son does live with type 1. He was diagnosed right before he turned 2. He is wow. now 17 and doing great. Wow. And my husband lives with type 2. So we really wanted all of the information. And over the years, my specialty has become technology. No real surprise there. Podcast listeners are really interested in the latest and greatest technology. So that's kind of become my specialty. So tell me what that means in the space of diabetes. What does it mean to to always be looking out for, you know, what technologies are coming out for diabetes? Sure. Well, I think the most common you'd think of would be an insulin pump mm. and a continuous glucose monitor. So these are ways, more uh, flexible and accurate ways to get insulin into the body. Lots of people still take what's called multiple daily injections, shots, but insulin pumps are really precise and continuous glucose monitors. You've probably seen these in commercials, like a little circle on somebody's arm or, you know, a little like bump. Um, those monitor your blood glucose so you don't have to do finger sticks 10 times a day. Hmm. And now they work together. So my son has a system where if his blood sugar starts to go up, the CGM, the continuous glucose monitor, tells the pump, hey, give him a little more. If it goes low, it says, give them a little less. And they're not perfect. They're not totally automated, but it's a lot different than it was 15 years ago. So we have a lot to talk about. There's new stuff in front of the FDA all the time. And I would imagine this, I mean, this having this podcast really puts you at the forefront and, and forces you to be at the forefront of your industry and all the things that are going on, all the new things coming out. Um, what is one of the most kind of like mind-blowing or amazing or just phenomenal instances that have happened because of this podcast? Oh, boy. 
Well, I, I'm very fortunate in that I get to talk to a lot of inspiring people, actors like Victor Garber, who live with type one, um, professional athletes, Mark Andrews, who plays in the NFL. And when I talk to those folks, it's really exciting because they manage diabetes just like everybody else has to, but they've been able to do it and get to this incredible professional level. So, but you know, Mark Andrews still has stories of his mom being super worried when he was in high school playing football, you know, that kind of stuff that people can relate to. But it's also talking to CEOs of these technology companies and being able to say, you know, your device really irritates people's skin in this way. It didn't last year. What have you changed? Ooh. And then them being able to say, we did change something. We didn't realize it was this much of a problem. Um, I got to speak to somebody who's in Europe and is launching a, a, a technology in the United States. And he said something like, and we're really excited because we have skin colored uh, adhesives where they're usually white or gray. And he's like, we have skin colored. And I was able to say, what color skin are you talking about? And they there better one, be a range there. Right, they only have one color. <laughs> this is a Scandinavian country that it's being produced. Oh, in then the it was extra white. Group. It was just yeah. really white. I don't know that they've done this. We will follow up. But he talked about that conversation, changing the way he, he thought about the U.S. market and realizing they needed to have more of a range of, quote, skin colors. So stuff like that is really look fun at you. For like me. your broad your broadcaster background is like zeroing in on like investigative <laughs> reporter. We're gonna change the industry. I love it. <laughs> and I get to bring my listener questions. Like anytime I have a CEO or you know a new product, I can say to my folks, what do you want to know? And I can bring those questions right to these people. Now, right now, I've seen diabetes in the news more than probably have in recent history because of the connection with COVID and, and what they're saying, mm. the connection with COVID and diabetes now, people getting diabetes because of COVID. And I saw you did cover that in, in one or more recent episodes. Has that been something that's been the, a hot button? It sure has. Um, ever since, you know, the beginning of 2020, there have been a lot of trickles of information about diabetes and the link from COVID. Does COVID cause diabetes? Is it causing a new type of diabetes? It seems to, and I don't want to get too technical here, but it seems to target the beta cells in the pancreas in a way that other viruses in the past may not. There's a lot of unknowns. So as a news reporter, we want to be really, really careful about how we talk about it. But I will say this, if you have had COVID in any way, shape or form, mild, long form, you know, very serious case, there does seem to be a very acute risk of type 2 diabetes in the months and years following. So if you've had COVID, you definitely want to get screened um, at least once a year and definitely talk to your doctor about that. Wow. That's so fascinating. And scary. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Anecdotally, we're hearing about more kids developing type 1. And, you know, adults can get type 1 too, but we're hearing it more in kids. But it isn't proven yet. Who You know, just who have had COVID. Um, but that again is, is kind of, it's so early. It's amazing to think after all this time, we still don't know all that much about COVID at all. Mm. Interesting. And just constantly developing. Yeah. Yeah. So before we let you go, I have to ask you, you know, any one of our worlds, I bet you even in meditation, you know, we bring up something in the horse world and there's 50% to that think it's ridiculous and 50% that think it's the best thing ever. Do you have those controversial <laughs> things in diabetes world? Oh, come sit down next to me and let's talk. 
(laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah, we sure do. I mean, I'll give you a very silly example. This is kind of a fun one. The the movie, the Pixar movie, Turning Red, that came out recently. Yeah. There are flashes. There's tiny little moments of diabetes that you probably didn't even notice. There's two background characters who are wearing technology that, you know, it's an insulin pump technology on their arm. And there's a, so there was a tie in. I did an episode with the person at Pixar who lives with type one and, and asked to have this put in. Pixar does tons of representation in the background now. It's, it's really fun to watch. And so the controversy is isn't it great that this was in the movie and it wasn't mentioned because that's just how diabetes is? It's just in the background for a lot of people, right? It doesn't have to mm. always be front and center. And that's how she wanted it, not part of the story. But then on the other hand, people are, how come we never get accurate representation in movies? All we have is steel magnolias and, you know, it's all bad and panic room and it's the worst. You know, how come we don't have, you know, better? So that's a very silly one. There's much more serious. But sure, once you delve into any community, um, you're definitely going to have a back and forth over many issues. I'm yeah. sure Katie doesn't get that all. You know, it's uh, not nearly as much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just spreading love and kindness. How can you not like that? <laughs> Stacey, we can all be a, a great community uh, and still have you know little teeny disagreements. Exactly. <laughs> Where can they find your show? At diabetes-connections.com is the best place to start. And if I could also take a moment, I do have a book. It's called oh, The yeah. World's Worst. Yeah, it's called The World's Worst Diabetes Mom. And it's all about <laughs> raising a child with type one and making all the mistakes. Oh, that's cool. Can they get that on Amazon? You can get it on Amazon. There's an audio book as well, which was so much fun to record. But yeah, it's all on Amazon and you can start at the website, diabetes-connections.com. It'll take you to all the places. And, and for listeners, you don't have to remember all these. We'll put them in the show notes right there. Just cool. scroll over and click on the link and you'll be right there. Thank you, Stacy, for joining us. I hope we see you in a couple of months. Thank you so much. It was great fun. Thanks, Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. So there you go. I mean, we are we are all over the place today with different uh, guests and different shows. So let's go to the next one. And we are changing gears totally here. <laughs> so we're going to martial arts. That's right. We're going from diabetes to martial arts. We have Brian Duchette with us, who does a show called Everyday Martial Arts. Welcome to Everyday Martial Artist, a weekly podcast where you'll join me, Brian Doucette, as I interview a different martial artist each episode and hear their story. Actually, I got that wrong. It's Everyday Martial Artist, and we have Brian here with us. Hi, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Good. So Brian's taking a little time off of work and uh, not on his regular mic. He's probably going to get fired, but uh, <laughs> so, so. We'll, we'll, we'll try and sneak We're just this. happy to have him here. Yeah, we'll exactly. take you any way we can get you, Brian. So how Thank long you. have you been doing it. this show? So this show is just over a year, just actually released episode 56 this morning. Oh, cool. Whoa. And I assume you're a martial artist and that's why you wanted to do the show. Correct. Yeah, I started in, in martial arts in 1984 after seeing the movie The Karate Kid. If, if people go back and listen <laughs> to my very first episode, I actually kind of tell that story. I uh, walked out of the movie theater in a local martial arts school was handing out free passes. So, <laughs> That's uh, smart, smart, wasn't marketing. it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Back in June of 1984, very smart marketing. So, and that, and then I started working on radio in 1989. I always wanted to combine the two and tried for years to get a martial arts talk show off the ground. And no stations I worked at would ever, ever thought it was a good idea, never thought it would work. And finally decided uh, when, uh, you know, podcasting became more popular, just to why not do it? I already had all the equipment from doing radio production and and a lot of connections throughout the martial arts world. And I had the idea to make it, you know, there were so many other ones out there. I wanted it to be different. So I wanted it to be a combination of people 
that they've heard of and people that they haven't. So I've, I've interviewed a lot of my former instructors. I've, you know, some motivational speakers, some stand-up comedians and improv artists that do martial arts, plus combined with some of the, the movie stars and, and people that, you know, Olympic gold medalist and UFC competitors and, you know, people, uh, Sean Kanan from Karate Kid 3, Adrian Paul from the Highlander series. And wow. so a, a, a nice mixture of guests. I've been, I got to interview one of Bruce Lee's original students from 1959 in Seattle. And it actually was, it was, I was his last interview before he passed away, which was, I was so glad I got that interview when I did. Wow. What have you learned doing the show? Um, for me, it's the, the best part about it for me is just learning more about sometimes martial arts. I, I didn't know about, I know, I know and I've studied many styles of martial arts over the years. And I always have guests that bring up stuff I didn't know, or I didn't know of. And, and just, I, I ask a lot of the same questions of each of my guests, but you know, some of the big ones are just telling me about their background, what got them into it, why they started uh, some of the, some of their influence on, on why they decided to you know start that martial arts journey. And, you know, some of my guests started when they were like 10 years old, like me, and I have others that didn't start until their 40s and 50s. And, and one example is my mom. She wasn't a guest. My, my mom actually joined martial art, uh, uh, traditional Taekwondo in her 40s and got her black belt. So wow. Go mom. Just, yeah. Every, everyone's journey is so different. And it's just so cool hearing that story and, and letting them tell it. And, and one thing with all my years in radio I, uh, that always annoyed me with, with interviews was where the interviewer just kept talking over the guest and didn't, you know, middle of a story, they'll cut them off and ask another question. And I, I just like, I like on my show, you hear the guest probably 80% of the time versus my voice. If they're telling a story and I'm, I'm rarely will I jump in. I'll let them finish that story before I'll ask another question. My mom was scary without a black belt. I can't imagine. <laughs> most, most moms can be, I think. <laughs> yes, we can. I don't even want to imagine that. <laughs> I wonder how many people took up took up karate after Karate Kid movie. There must have been a, a ton. Lot. Basically, a if you lot. go back and look at some of the popular movies, uh, Enter the Dragon of Bruce Lee was a huge one. That started kind of the martial arts boom in the U.S. Uh, karate Kid was the next big one. And then, of course, like the ninja craze of the 80s after that and all the other more. I mean, after Karate Kid, then you had Van Damme and Sigal and all those people. And then for you know, maybe kids more my age, it was uh, the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers and stuff. Yes. Every, every so many years you have that. You know, and I, you know, I've had some of those people on my show too and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's different for everybody. People, everyone joins for a different reason. There's some people that, you know, I've had female guests who have joined to get out of abusive relationships. And, and I have a, one of my guests was a great guest up in Canada who specifically got involved in, and teaches um, indigenous women because they're more susceptible to being kidnapped and involved in human tra- trafficking. So she specifically teaches indigenous people up in Canada for that reason. So it's just all these different stories are so cool. I even got to interview like Rhonda Rousey's mom, who was a five-time national judo champ and a CEO of two companies. And, and it's, it's, it's just fun. I just, I just love hearing all the stories. And I, I honestly ne- probably never thought I'd make a year and now I'm, you know, can't wait to hit year number two, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> is it growing? Is it an industry that's growing? Um, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough because it's a very niche market. I mean, it's, you know, I have a lot of people that will come for one guest and maybe they don't stay and listen to other ones. And I have my you know, dedicated base of listeners that listen to every show and are always emailing and asking questions. And I get a lot of guest suggestions. And that's one nice thing too, with every one of my guests has probably suggested at least five other guests. And oh, a, lot of them, a lot of them have turned into like when I started the show, yeah, I, I do. I've done syndicated radio in the past too. And when I started the show, I, I, one thing I didn't want to do is I didn't want to fall behind. So I actually started my show with 22 episodes recorded. 
just so I could stay ahead. <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure that I could get one. Well, that's a, that's, that's ambitious 22 ahead. I think I've, I've been doing this 13 years. I've never been one ahead. So I, Wow, wow. My my record is ten, you know after that I think the most I've been ahead is about four or five usually I try to wow you podcasters Brian, make I'm me like, sick just, <laughs> Brian I'm like you I I batch like a month in advance y'all nice. are crazy yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it it's the way to do it then you just don't have to worry <laughs> yeah okay or, or I worrying? apparently like to worry um, <laughs> Brian where can people find the show. Uh, my website is everydaymartialartist.com. Otherwise, it's on every major podcast app also. Very good. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. You are the third radio person we've had in a I row. I was going <laughs> to mention that. It's such a unique th- skill set. It's such a like perfectly positioned skill set to bring to podcasting. I'm loving that all of our guests have been in, in radio and broadcasting before. Nice. It Just, does help. <laughs> Katie and I, we've, we're... Apparently oddballs. <laughs> we're, we're definitely like the. Oh wait, we learned had to learn how this mic thing works. Yeah, what? yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't go. scream into the darn thing. <laughs> nice, nice. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Hey, thank, thank you, Brian. You. Have a good one. Bye, bye. I am feeling like an oddball today. I have to say. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Let's just be the odd, oddballs. That's all good. Yeah, but we've been doing this for. I mean, I'm 13 years. You've got to be six yeah. or seven, right? Oh, longer than that. Since 2014, how many years is that? Yeah. So we're we're. I think we passed the threshold of being professionals yeah. now. I, yeah, I, that's I, true. Like, I think we're good. We get full permission to be the weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming up next? Oh, we have Carolyn Cohen. She has the Wellness While Walking podcast. Welcome to the Wellness While Walking podcast. I'm your walking guide and health coach, Carolyn Cohen. Whether you've been walking or otherwise moving regularly, or it's fallen off your schedule, I'll be here to help you make your own wellness a priority. We'll plan for about a 30-minute walk each week, and while you're ambling, I'll be rambling in your ear. Carolyn, welcome. Thank you so much. Hi, Katie. Hi, Glenn. So great to be here. Okay, I've got to ask you this. I love the whole concept of your podcast because you set it up deliberately to be like, hey, not only am I going to obviously talk about stuff because I want to inspire you to go move, but it's like, nope, get your shoes on. We're going, get your earbuds on. We're going walk in and I'm going to be talking with you as we walk. What, how in the world did you come up with that idea and how has the response been? Yeah, thanks so much. So um, I am a health coach. I've been a health coach for over 10 years um, and I had seen people attempt to make big sweeping health changes, you know, had these really big goals for themselves and goals that would really require them to kind of turn their lives upside down. And I found with clients and with people I was just close enough to observe that oftentimes they end up not just back where they had started, but sometimes worse off. And it's really not people's faults. We have so many hurdles in front of us if we're trying to make health changes just you know in our society um and so it's not people's faults at all but i still watched it happen and then i started to realize how the people who were finding success 
we're taking smaller steps and pardon the walking puns. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, when is it in life that we can actually embrace low hanging fruit and, and in health, it really is. Uh, you start to feel so much better by making smaller changes and then those can result in, you know, taking the bigger steps, so to speak. So what I'm talking about is something like cooking an extra meal at home, uh, you know, once a week or, um, shutting down the TV a few minutes earlier so that we can get to bed a right. little bit earlier, or maybe walking a few minutes after the meal, not having to, you know, go to the gym, just getting up from our desks and taking a quick walk. And so that is how I started um, to think about launching a podcast. And I myself have been an avid podcast listener for years and years. I was raising four kids. I'd have a little bit of time in the car um, you know, I'd listen to something or I'd be out on my walk and I would listen and learn. And I started to feel connections with hosts of shows. And I realized that if I want to get my message out there about how small steps can be so wonderful and rewarding, um, that I really couldn't ask people to be sedentary and, and read a blog, even though I would have been much more comfortable being a writer instead of a podcaster. Mm. Um, so I realized that, you know, I wanted to encourage people to take care of themselves and and you know put themselves on their own list and learn and have companionship and and community and so the after much um self-doubt <laughs> the podcast was born and uh basically it's uh comes out once a week it uh has a beep halfway through it's usually about 30 to 40 minute show which is you know good length for a walk or maybe mucking stalls i don't know uh, <laughs> but, but it's got to beep halfway through to remind people who are walking if they want to turn around and, and and head back that it's about halfway through the episode and in terms of how it's been embraced i've just been so gratified as all i that's the only really word i can put on it because how, how long have you had the show now uh you know it's come out every wednesday for the past two years since essentially wow. uh, well the very beginning of january 2020 then what happened after 20 you know january 2020 was mm -hmm. that uh you know the pandemic hit and suddenly a lot of people were walking people yeah. who hadn't you know had been doing quote unquote more rigorous workouts and people who had been doing almost nothing but needed to get out and this was one of the you know ways that they could do that okay, so it, it was like mental health as much as, like just get out get in nature i've been cooped up in the house i've been with all the same people for all this time i just need to get out be in nature and move so every i mean that's universal no matter where you are fitness wise yes exactly and people did really embrace it and then at the same time there's been all this research coming out to say how fabulous walking really is for us both yeah. mentally, you know, mental health, like you said, and physically. Um, whereas I think before it was sort of overlooked and people had more of that, um, you know, couch to 5K mentality sort of saying like, you know, either you're sedentary or you're running. Or you're running, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I there's no this. middle ground. So I yeah. just love that it literally embodies the message that you want to bring. And it, it acts as like this accountability buddy, like, hey, I'm going to listen to my show, go on my walk. Like, that's what it gets to do. Yeah, thank you. It's been really, really wonderful. And I've heard from people, which is lovely that I've, you know, that they have been encouraged. And sometimes they go back and they binge listen. And I think that's one binge that we can feel okay about. Yeah. And then, and then also another thing that I didn't expect 
um, was community and they've, and the walkers, a lot of people come to the show and they have goals for themselves and that revolve around walking and they, you know, interact on social media and they encourage each other. Like they have come together through the podcast and, you know, that just, I didn't expect that. And that is incredibly gratifying as well. We have meetups with our shows uh, at horse shows and events. Uh, you could do walking meetups. Yeah. There you go. You know, I, I, I was just in Florida and I almost reached out to listeners. I just wasn't sure if I was going to be able to stay the entire time I was down there. And you both are so lucky. Um, but I think I'm going to start well, to do that more and more. We're lucky until about two months from now. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's just hot. Then you don't want to walk at all. So. <laughs> That's probably true. Head to the mall, maybe. Yeah. Glenn, do people walk their horses? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, I, I do all the time. Ignorance. Oh, I, I do, do all right? the time. Uh, so I've been, I've had an arm issue and I haven't been able to drive my pony. So when we can't do that, we just take them out for walks in the woods and hand walk them. And just like you would a dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do that all the time. Well, there you go. Now you got an extra 30-minute podcast to hang out with while yeah. you're doing that. <laughs> I mean, you can do this while you're bike riding. It doesn't matter if you're walking, right? I mean, you can do it almost do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. wedded to walking. It was more a metaphor of like, you know, Just walking. movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and you have, there are a lot of walkers, obviously, we live in Florida, where the aging population, and they tend to walk, right? So if they're doing anything, they're walking. Um, yeah. So, and I saw that too, exactly, yeah. when I was down there. I almost wish I had uh, like some big uh, vest or something I could have worn with next the name time, of the show. <laughs> yeah. Next time, do it. Organize your uh, listeners and do a walk. Yeah. I think yes. that would be That's great. You'll find they'll love that too. So, yeah. mm. and in terms of the movement of, you know, taking care of horses, it's so, it's really perfect. Um, you know, a lot of times we don't really appreciate that our everyday movements add up and they count and they matter. And, you know, one, one group of people that I like to focus on are people in the blue zones. That's, you know, areas around the world where people have lived to be a hundred more than other areas and they take care of animals. They take care of their gardens. Mm -hmm. They're not going to bar, you know, not that there's anything wrong with bar, but they're just living their lives actively. And those little movements of bending over and picking weeds or mucking stalls or walking your horse after a ride or whatever it is, they count. Yep. And it's really important to acknowledge. I mean, some of the most in shape people I know are serious horse people They're Mm -hmm. because they're doing stuff from six in the morning till 10 at night. You know, they're, they're moving. moving. Yeah. What's the website? It's wellnesswildwalking.com. And you can find the show anywhere that you're listening to this now. Thanks a bunch, Carolyn. We appreciate you. Thanks Carolyn. It's been great to be with you all. All right. Bye-bye. Remind me before we're done that we have to discuss your child and what your child's doing because it's going to make everybody with children that age that are listening to this show jealous. Oh my gosh! So you, we'll, t- we'll talk okay. about that later. Okay, that's a that's tease. The, that's the that's the carrot dangling in that's, front of you right that's now. That's right. We'll talk about that later. But first, we have to get up with Alaska. This has flown by. <laughs> we're just flying along here. We have to get up uh, with our last guest, who I think has been doing this show for a long time, and also a radio guy. There you go. And that was just a coincidence. I didn't plan all this. But his name is Brian Michaels, and he has a show called Uncovered Acapella with Brian Michaels. One, two, three. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Uncovered Acapella. I'm your host, Brian Michaels. This is the premier acapella podcast featuring only originals, no cover tunes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here's Uncovered Acapella. 
Okay, that's the best intro of any we've had today. Oh my gosh, it was great. I was, <laughs> I was, I was gonna try and be cheeky, Brian, and like sing my own little intro for you, but that would, that just outdid me. And that, yeah, I'm just, nice. I'm done. <laughs> the, the the funny thing is, I, I I actually started years ago on an acapella radio show, and I I did that music initially with like three CDs and a reel to reel and cassette and everything. And it took me like two hours to get it perfectly. And when I redid it for the podcast, it took me about four minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you what technically is acapella. It really depends who you ask. The actual term is Italian and it means in the style of the chapel, but in, in contemporary modern stuff, it basically means without instrumental accompaniment. So it's using the, using the voice basically is what it means. Yet I listened to some of your shows and it, I, there seemed to be instruments or was I wrong? No, you were wrong. That's now there's a, a new wave in acapella where a lot of groups are using a little more electronic enhancements, which I'm not a huge fan of, but, but the core ones, majority of them use just the human voice. And a lot of the modern groups now have beatboxers or vocal percussionists doing the drum sounds. Gotcha. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. So, you'll hear, so you'll, awesome. hear, you'll hear, you know, a group and you'll hear yeah, and yeah, you know, it's a per- much better than I am, obviously. But no, I, honestly, a funny story. One of the first groups I saw when I I actually started my acapella radio show in 1997, and one of the first groups I saw, I drove like two hours to see them, and I walked in, and I was outside of the theater. And I heard this sound. And I'm like, dang it, they're using a drum machine. And I almost turned around and left. And I'm like, I gotta go in and say hi. I told him I'd be here. So I walk in the door, and there's a guy on stage with a mic making these drum sounds, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's pentatonics done for acapella? A, a huge amount. I mean, the acapella was growing. Obviously, like the movie, the sing-off helped a lot also. Um, pentatonics, pentatonics took it to a new level. Um, pentatonics is great. I love them. I've seen them in concert three times. But there's also so many groups out there that were doing what they were doing before that that no one ever heard of. Yeah. And honestly, there's groups that are better than them. They're they're phenomenal group. They are. They're one of the I, best Yeah, they have almost there. a billion views on some of their yeah, videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yes. But there, what? Are, but there are other groups that are better. I mean, there really are. And it's just they they don't get the exposure. It, it's obviously marketing. Better yeah. Than that. yeah, marketing yeah. and stuff. And the, yeah. TV sh- the TV show helped and the show, this you know, the movie, the sing-off, you know, they were in the sing-off too, I think it was, you know, it's not as themselves but yeah so it, it's they, they've definitely helped a lot you know uh, and then the, the group home free is another home one free that is the other, that's yeah. the other one i yep. found uh, and we, we we have to see actually yeah and, and home free is from from minnesota where i am so they've you know i've known those guys for over 20 years they've obviously changed members throughout the years and stuff and, and the guy with the and, deep voice is just just Tim Faust. Tim Faust. Yeah, he's a good. I've known Tim for over twenty years. He actually sang on my radio show back in like two thousand one with a different group he was in. He's been in in many acapella groups over the years. He's been. I mean, is there something that's beyond bass? Because he's beyond. It's just. Base plus he, he 10. Is, he is one of the lowest ones. It's it's and to see it live is beyond impressive. So he's yeah, Tim Tim's a good guy. He and he loves what he does. So it's so I just I love doing it. Is there is there a, a, so if, if somebody is not real familiar, they haven't seen Pentaton, I don't know how you wouldn't haven't seen them, but mm-hmm. or, or is there groups that you recommend? Give us two or three that we should check out. There's so many. It really depends on the person and the style of music they like. One group that I might go to is a group called the House Jacks out of uh, San Francisco, California. Uh, They've been around since the early night. They were one of the first acapella groups to release a CD of all originals. 
Um, they've oh, wow. probably, probably put out more original music than any acapella group out there. Um, uh, and they're still going strong, different members, obviously, and stuff. And if you've ever heard the name Deke Sharon, Deke Sharon was the musical director on the show, The Sing Off. Um, he worked on, on um, the, uh, the movie, excuse me, he worked on the movie Pitch Perfect. Um, he, he was, that's the group he founded back in the early 90s. He was in the a college group from Tufts university called the Beelzebubs and, <laughs> and started the, started the pro group after college and became the house jacks. And, and their, yeah, their, their first CD is just groundbreaking. If you find their first CD called naked noise and listen to the song, tear down the walls. That's the one I usually play to people. I'm like, you don't like acapella. Listen to this track. It's one of my all time. They're favorite converted. Yeah. So good. So good. And then another group is a group called the Bobs. And some people, a lot of people have heard of them. They're actually, they've been around since the late seventies. They're a comedy acapella group. They're not around anymore. Unfortunately, they did their farewell tour just a couple of years ago. Um, another one, just a lot of original stuff, but it's, it's funny stuff. It's comedy stuff. They even had a song featured on the Drew Carey show um, years back. Um, they actually won a, a Grammy <laughs> for an arrangement back when arranging was an acapella or, or an, an actual Grammy award. Um, and they have some wild, crazy songs. You know, one of the songs I just played on my episode yesterday was called Spontaneous Human Combustion. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if, if you like funny stuff, check out the group, The Bobs. Uh, another good one for comedy is a group called Da Vinci's Notebook. Another one who's not around anymore, uh, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, one who most people have heard of, even if they don't realize they've heard of them, is a group called Rockapella. Uh, if you remember the TV show, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the house band. Uh, that's them. And actually, if you go back and listen to my episode 100 just a couple of weeks ago. I interviewed Sean Altman, who was the founding member of Rockapella. He helped write the song "Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego." Um, so yeah, that's another group that's been around for a long time. They started in New York in the in the late 80s, and they're still going strong. Um, no original members left, but they have a couple members that have been with them, you know, almost 30 years. So it's another fun group. And I guess rap, if they don't have music company, it's acapella, right? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, and there's acapella hip hop groups and, and beatboxing and and vocal percussion has used to be very, very different. You, You could tell the difference between beatboxing and vocal percussion and they've kind of blended it's a lot of vocal percussionists do beatboxing and a lot of beatboxers do vocal percussion so it's 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 they've definitely crossed art forms quite a bit and yeah (laughs) very cool well this is very cool there are podcasts for everything uh and you (laughs) kidding and you've been doing it a long time because you started your first show when in the 90s so yes i start i started a weekly acapella radio show in 1997 and i started a syndicated holiday special in 1998 that's still going every year i send out it's called holiday harmonies and acapella christmas i send it out to stations around the country every year it's it's been uh, you know 24 years now that one's going my weekly one isn't on right now but i was just contacted by another station to bring it back it's been on numerous stations over the years. Well, you uh, the don't podcast, need that anymore. You have a podcast. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> well, the, the, the podcast, I, 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 I had the idea for the podcast 15 years ago, but with playing music, it's so hard with streaming mm, rights. It is. Yes. And mm. a few years ago, I was talking to a, an entertainment lawyer who I know, and he basically said, I, I was telling him the story and I'm like, you know, a lot of these groups are independent. He's like, well, they own the rights to the music and they give you permission. You can play it. So I started reaching out to all these groups. I have over 4,000 acapella CDs. I started reaching out to all these groups. I know and said, here's the deal. I want to do this. I want to get your music out there. 
I'm not going to have a sponsor. I can't afford to pay you. Like, we don't care. You've been playing our music for 25 years here. And I have over 140 groups that have given me permission to play their original music. Wow. I even got permission. Weird Al years ago, released one acapella song called since you've been gone. And his manager and weird Al gave me permission to play a song on one episode. So I even got to play weird. Al. I cannot play pentatonics and I can't play new stuff from home free because mm. their record, their record labels yeah, won't allow it or, or they want. 150 bucks a, a pop so <laughs> yeah we Jeez. we do play music too of uh horse pe- horse people who are also musicians but nice. again they're independent and we've gotten permission from them to play it so exactly. that's the only reason we can play and anything else we can't play it's but, called undercovered or uncovered uncovered. Uh, uncovered acapella with brian michaels you can check it out in any podcast player thanks brian for joining us we appreciate it hey thanks, thanks for the chance have all a good one all right take care well, there you go. That was the our highlights wow. for t- that went quick. That was a quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, about what, all a, what a beautiful like variety of individuals and purposes and shows. I just I love that. That's spectrum. what makes podcasting so cool, and that's what makes it much cooler than radio because radio has a formula. They have to meet that formula, and if you don't fit the formula, you're not going to. Well, you would have never been able to do three thousand episodes about horses if we were still on radio, right? I know. Uh, you know, know. Would ne- you would never not be doing meditation. That's the last thing no. they want on radio. <laughs> so. We don't want to slow people down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hurry up. We got to get a sponsor. They right want them driving to the car dealership. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they want. So I just, I, I love that freedom of podcasting. We do one. Jemmy and I do one for your husband, actually. Yeah. Uh, Chris, her husband is the guy who started PodFest years ago. It's the largest independent podcasting conference. It's coming up in May, the end of May. And I think I've been every year. Uh, and that's our time. Katie and I always make an hour to sit down and talk. That's yeah. our once a year. We it's, get our, to chat. it's our date night once a year. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we hide in the corner and uh, we get to chat. And, I, and by the way, we're doing that again this year. So We uh, are. We are. It's on the books. Yeah, definitely. But we do PodFest podcast. Jemmy and I do that. And of course, my listeners know Jemmy. She, she helps us out with all of our shows. Uh, but it's, I think we're 11 episodes in and it is all about podcasting and it's tips about podcasting. Uh, we try and help podcasters be better at what they do. And we get the help of other podfesters. Uh, pod- podcasters have been to PodFest and spoken at PodFest. They contribute tips as well. And then Jamie and I talk a little bit about what we know. So it's the PodFest podcast. If you're interested in podcasting at all, then check that out. Now, you were telling me before the show, You ha- how old are the kids now? Uh, Sedona is six and Savannah is three. Which one's the problem child in the future, by the way? It's got to be Sedona. I mean, what day? What day is it? That's really, that's the question. I'm guessing <laughs> Sedona is my guess. Um, but... Oh, man. They, they both have their own stuff. But Savannah's she's in the tough toddler years right now. Mm. And she's the one that's going to this very special school. Tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. So uh, Our, the By the way, story... any, all the horse people listening will love this. Uh, so the backstory is that she was going to a preschool um, that was great until it wasn't. And all of the parents out there just know like that moment where your mommy gets just like, Ugh, this isn't right anymore. So I started looking around and um, and found I, I had known about this place before, um, but I found like this ranch, like it's, you know, this little ranch. It's not little. It's four acres in the middle of South Tampa here. By the way, and, that's a little, but in the middle of Tampa, it's big. Yeah, sorry. In the middle of South Tampa, that's massive. So um, so uh, long story short, I checked it out and like I, I was like, oh my gosh, she has to come here now. Savannah is my outdoors girl. She's nature girl. She just loves animals. And 
Um, and anyway, so long story short, I moved her here. And uh, the way I sold it to her was I told her she was graduating from her little girl school and now it was time to go to horse camp because on this ranch they have, oh my gosh, they have a whole, I want to say that they have like eight or nine horses. Some of them, it's a family owned uh, place. And so some of them are owned by the family and some are like owned by the ranch and they ride horses three days a week. In preschool. Um, in preschool like that's i'm like thank you like my kid needs to and they you know on these four acres they have all the um you know all the playgrounds and everything i'm like good everybody listening right now is going i want to get my daughter into oh my preschool best thing we've done they were like look your kid's gonna come home exhausted happy and dirty and tired and i was like great sign me up (laughs) And, um, and it's great. I mean, obviously they have a, you know, a curriculum, but like it's, I'm like, go be a kid. Like, this is where you need, go get dirty, go play on the horse, go. They have a cow and a goat there. And I think they get to participate in like helping feed the the horses and everything. These out there. And by the way, for all of you listening that are looking for a business plan uh, for your farm (laughs) right there, skip doing Uh, lessons to just run a preschool. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that that's easy, but, no, um, but it's I, she's four days in and she's so I mean, she's still crying when she leaves in the morning. But, um, you know, like I'm getting pictures all day long of just like these smiles I have not seen for uh, it, ever. Like, I'm like, OK, I think she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's happy. You're happy. That helps. Yeah, too. <laughs> I know. And my oldest is like, I want to go to horse camp. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in like real school, right? I know. She's. Yeah. I was like, we'll check out summer school there, you know, so summer camps there well that's very cool i had never heard of that so yeah yeah. i know and we're so happy good for you and good for her that's terrific well we have to go because we have more catching up to do off the air but uh thank you everybody for putting up with us and listening through this whole thing (laughs) Uh, we hope you enjoyed learning about other podcasts i know it wasn't horse related but it is fun to you know to check out the whole it's fun for us for katie and i to talk these other podcasters too and they usually have the best sound so that helps (laughs) but oh my gosh yeah today all these radio voices all these voices my goodness remind people where they can find you and what should they listen to if they're going to go try one first, what should they do? I would recommend you actually. So womensmeditationnetwork.com is the home for all of the podcasts. Um, And I would recommend you check out Meditation for Women. That was the original show. And I say that specifically because I actually kind of sample it. It acts as sort of a sampler. So I put shows from episodes from all of the different shows on there. So you could go and sort of like check out, oh, that's a morning one. Oh, that's a sleep one. Oh, that's a sleep sounds. I'm going to check all these out. So, and obviously the originals um, are on there as well. So um, yeah, go check it out and see what you like. Very good. Thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Of course, we can be found at horsesinthemorning.com and all the shows on the Horse Radio Network can be found at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Glenn.